Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Having your own money <laughs> is Oh, chef's kiss the freedom. You must. I may not be making the amount of money that I want to make right now, mm. but I'm taking intentional steps towards doing that by yeah. starting off at the beginning of the ladder. Yeah. What kind of life do you actually want to live? Mm. And what type of person are you? There can be a budget for enjoyment. You're doing things efficiently and not illegally. There's a big difference. Seeing yourself as an investment will allow you to attract free money. Exactly. I'm telling you. Hello and welcome to the To My Sisters podcast. I'm Renee. And I'm Courtney and we are your online sisters and hosts of the To My Sisters podcast. Now we are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about starting your financial journey, Mm. gaining financial independence, stepping your money up so that you can truly live a life of freedom or whatever capitalism wants us to believe <laughs> this is so <laughs> not the capitalism disclaimer. yeah man nah for real let's talk about like making money saving money growing money investing mm-hmm. money but mainly from our experience and what it is we have learned especially like through our 20s having started our careers moved out things like that thinking about the future let's just talk about money today you know we've been talking about relationships a lot but as you guys know we are all about holistic well-being and growth yeah. and so it'd be really cool to talk as especially with some of the dilemmas we've been receiving, actually, Mm. I think it would be really nice to talk about just gaining financial independence um, because I think financial independence as women is particularly important as you talk about our evolution, gender equity. um, And yeah, we can talk about this on so many different levels. So I thought this would be really, really interesting. But before we get into the episode, we have a few housekeeping rules and announcements. Okay. The first of which is, sisters, you already know, October 27th, TMS Live, our third birthday be there or be square okay (laughs) (laughs) i've always wondered what that means be square i have no idea what does that mean but honestly it's about to be our best event biggest event yet it's crazy how the weeks are flying by but honestly i mean we have a all-star studied panel okay if you've seen the flyer milling around then you would have seen Adela Afadi, Elaine Baby hosting the amazing Tony Tone, <laughs> Kelechi Okafor, Unjaded Jade and of course us your resident host all right talking on a panel about womanhood through the ages glowing and growing through different stages and phases of life and so honestly come and enjoy the night meet other sisters yes. socialize there's gonna be over a thousand of you guys oh, so why I- not literally our biggest event yet <laughs> our star-studded panel i'm sure they're probably even tired of hearing their names they're like guys we know that we're gonna be there yeah. but do you know they're going to be there because if you did you would have bought a ticket yeah. and if you haven't already you should buy a ticket but made. sisters it's going to be such a phenomenal evening we are so so excited to bring you our biggest event yet Ooh. live in london friday night fever we are going to get down and enjoy it's going to be a fun fun night of yeah. games enjoyment but also deep interest 
introspection and hopefully just inspiration as we take so much knowledge and wisdom from such wonderful ladies. So 100%. please, sisters, come and join us, join our honorary sisters, join our actual family and friends who are, they're also going to be there too because they we are, are a community that practices what we preach. So please come on down, bring a sister, gift one to a sister if you would like. If you're a brother, you can also come on down, but please, 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 sir, be bringing your wives, yeah. be bringing your sisters, be bringing your moms. It is going to be one of the biggest events that the UK has seen as it comes to sisterhood. It's going to be absolutely amazing. There's so much for us to celebrate. So come. Speaking of events, mm. on the 5th of October, literally this week, in London, mm-hmm. we are going to be speaking at the BYP, Black Young Professionals yeah. Leadership Conference. Yeah, yes, yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah, they yeah, have created yeah. a whole uh, <laughs> like fireside chat with us yeah. to talk about navigating intentional steps when it comes to leadership and being a leader. We are two leaders. We are two entrepreneurs. And we get to sit down with the phenomenal founder of BYP, Kike, and have this amazing conversation, a necessary conversation about being a leader and cultivating the intentionality behind being an effective one. And so if you would love to come and be a part of the event and also support what the Black Young Professionals Network actually does, grab a ticket, come and support the girls, see us. You guys know when we're at events and stuff, all we love to do is chat, give hugs and laugh. So why wouldn't you want to come and be a part of that? So yes, why not get a ticket to the BYP Leadership Conference? Come and to our talk. And also we have so many friends who are talking there as well. Our friend Hayley, who you may yes. have seen at various live shows she's dotted around billboards Flipping in london billboards everywhere just doing honestly the doing the things but she's going to be at the leadership conference yeah. as well as well as a plethora of other amazing black young leaders who are doing the thing okay so yeah grab your ticket link come is in the description down. and in the show notes come on down the 5th of october it's an all-day conference our session is at 4 p.m be there be there or be what square there you go is there anything else? How are you guys? Yeah. What's going on? With you? How's your week been? What's going on? It's a, sun- it's a Sunday. Some of you listen to this on a Monday. Honestly. Others listen throughout the week. We this see the true. numbers going up. Um, how are you doing? What's going how on? How are you doing, Courtney? I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, I am in a very interesting phase of my life of building some fun and exciting stuff and really like yeah working and like I really like the phase I'm at as an entrepreneur I'm really inspired by myself in this moment Mm. which is a great place to be in Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. also I am clutching onto the the hem of Jesus trying to not become exhausted yeah um but also I think it's been a really gracious time because I feel very energized Mm. and in love with like I can honestly say I'm honestly saying in love with all the work I get to do. Like it's all so fun and impactful. Yeah, and I've yeah. been meeting new people. And like I said, I'm in the process of building something new, which feels very exciting, but quite scary at the same time. And yep. I've been working on it for a couple months. So it's just like, oh, how what's it like to be this kind of person and work on this kind of thing? Um but I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I love that, man. I love that. I think similarly, I'm feeling quite energized by everything. I think it's it's a busy time. Like, I don't know what happened fall. Just, wow. Yeah, things are picking busy, up. But doing such things that are interesting, doing things that actually command my attention, which is nice. Getting into a nice swing and rhythm mm. of, like, career versus, like, doing things that I think are impactful and meaningful. So, I'm in a, I'm good. I'm well. Mm. Just 
busy, yeah. but busy for all the right reasons yeah. as opposed to the wrong reasons. Yeah. So yeah, I like yeah. that. Love that. Like that. Love that. Well, sisters, let's get into the ding, ding, ding. Dilemma. Let's go. Hi, Miss Courtney and Miss Renee. Oh, hi. I am an avid listener and a fan of your podcast. It helped me when I felt so suffocated by the things going on around me. And I'm so oh, glad I found it. I this is my dilemma. Big sisters, I'm 20 and in my third year in university. I'm totally dependent on my parents financially and I'm being reminded of it on a daily basis. My mom owns a school and my dad is a pastor. Mm. I'm expected to help in the school during school breaks and I'm currently... And currently I'm home for a whole month and a half and the pressure from both sides has been unbearable. Mm. I have monologues in my head of me telling my parents what is on my heart, but as an African, it is considered being disrespectful. Mm. There is no communicating of my feelings to be understood and considered. Anytime I ask my parents for a need, e.g. deodorant or lotion, I'm told to go to school and work for the money. I've been working for four weeks and when it was time to get my hard work's worth, Mm. I was told I have haven't worked enough to be paid. I asked for capital to improve my braiding skills and learn to fix nails, but I was greeted with the infamous response, I don't have money. When I get money, I'll give it to you. Living this way is mentally draining. I'm in a tight spot where I don't know what to do Mm. and where to turn next. Mm. Help your little sister in distress. Oh, little sis, I'm so sorry to hear that, but altogether not um, something that is uncommon at all. Ah, money I can make. For real. And sometimes money will break you. Mm. Um, But so sorry to hear that you're in this situation. I know it's a very tight one given your age, given Mm. your stage, and also the expectations that you have within your family dynamic to really contribute. Um, I would say, first of all, sis, breathe in, breathe out. Um, As much of it can be really frustrating at this time. Trust me, you have time to really build the kind of capital that you want to Mm. feel independent, feel like you don't have to rely on other people for basic necessities. One thing that I would say, a couple of things actually, but the first thing that I would say is if you can try and find paid internships or paid gigs to actually take up your time when you're not at school or mm-hmm. things that can kind of fit around your school. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my absolute faves, um, Lamade Elizabeth, mm-hmm. um, she of a uh, property investor um, also a corporate girly, but she actually did a breakdown post where she talks about how she was able to save 30K during her university years. Mm. And it may not be the 30K, maybe the 10, it may be even just a couple hundreds. Um, but that was through paid internships, a combination of other bits and pieces, saving, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So if you can prioritize paid, paid engagements, um, obviously it'll kind of be quite a difficult thing having the conversation with your parents around like how you utilize your time. But I would definitely recommend try um, finding paid internships, paid short-term contracts, um, those kind of opportunities on the short term that can give you that initial capital to at least cover some of your basic necessities, but also give you enough leverage and capacity to save. And in terms of like having that conversation with your parents, really rooting it in the fact that you're building for your future and it's actually a requirement a requirement in quite a lot of um, schools and universities to be actively um, paving the way towards a career that you're interested in or mm-hmm. thinking about what opportunities that you have post-graduation mm-hmm. um, so would definitely recommend it doesn't even have to be a related sector per se it could be you know the corporate internships but equally it could be internships um, you mentioned something about the fact that you would like the capital to start braiding and um, doing nails it may be that you 
find an internship or you find a way to like support some of your local salons and kind of offer up your services. It may be that you um, create opportunities for yourself. If you have friends that would be willing to be experimented on, especially when it comes to things like braiding, um, that could also be an opportunity for Mm -hmm. you to start building up a small clientele or at least getting in that practice. Mm -hmm. Um, And also finding a way to like sharpen your craft when it comes to those kind of activities. So I would say combination of maybe looking for paid internships in more corporate settings or more kind of organizational settings, Mm -hmm. looking for opportunities, um, especially in kind of hair and beauty, leveraging your connections and your network to start sharpening your craft. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully an accumulation or maybe a couple of these things will allow you to start amassing and start um, not only creating capital for yourself, but also understanding how to actually do that. Mm -hmm. And that will serve you well so much after university above and beyond now thinking about the family dynamic because obviously that is a difficult one and I'm so sorry to hear obviously the experience that you've had around actually working and not being paid for your work I think sometimes the family dynamic and mixing family with work can often be really tricky and difficult Mm -hmm. especially when boundaries are not adhered to or people don't take your work seriously and whilst it may in terms of um, be a tricky conversation to be had in terms of paring down your volunteering, because essentially it's unpaid work and unpaid labor. So it really mm-hmm. is volunteering. Having the conversation with your parents and again, grounding it in a, oh, I'd like to actually focus on building up my experience for my specific like career above and beyond university and the preparation for beyond university. Mm-hmm. And that looks like whilst I'll be able to support at the school for a couple of hours in a week, whatever the commitment is, it's going to be a lot less than it may have been in previous years. Yeah. Um, and also finding the middle ground with your parents. Again, this may, these conversations may need to be had over a number of weeks. So expect resistance, expect the whole, um, but you're my daughter and I want you to do X, Y, Z, expect all of that and anticipate the fact that you'll probably have to explain it to them a couple of times. But I think you've mentioned that obviously um, you weren't paid because, you know, your parents didn't think that you were working hard enough. I think actually using that as leverage and saying, I really want to pursue hard work in this particular area. Mm. um, And that looks like me pursuing this or um, me actively prioritizing paid gigs outside of the home, because that will set me up better to be able to support myself is really, really important. Mm. Um, I would also say leverage, again, leverage your network. So beyond kind of looking yourself, actually engaging with friends or people in your network at university using the career service. Mm-hmm. How can I get the experience that I need to put myself in a place where I can earn money? Yeah. Um, it may even be thinking about part-time jobs as well that are um, either handy on campus or even outside of campus, mm-hmm. depending on what your school setup is. Um, it may be, you know, doing the baristas or doing the um, club engagements for a couple mm-hmm. of, of weeks or, or months, um, but really finding the time to really prioritize those money-making opportunities, mm-hmm. I would definitely say. Um, and then also taking your time with it. I know that it's really frustrating right now when you have a need and you can't fulfill it straight away, yeah. but I would definitely say pace yourself with it obviously you're still at university and the priority right now is making sure that you actually survive but also thrive in that environment and get your education so if you can find a way to experiment a little bit understand a bit more about your actual timetable and scheduling and see if you can fit some of these engagements around that that would be great um and then also 
I don't know what your family set if you have siblings or what your family setup is, it might also be, or even cousins, aunties, it might also be helpful to find somebody that maybe appear to your parents to actually engage with them yeah. a little bit. What I found really, really helpful engaging with my parents is often finding someone to advocate on my heart, on my behalf in those family dynamics. You may not have this, but just something to explore. Um, it may be an auntie, it may be um, somebody a bit older, it may be involving them a little bit more in some of like your university work or um, the folks that you engage with at university to really support with that work mm. um, and chipping away at it over time. But recognizing that it starts with some of these small steps, you're definitely not alone. Mm. And God willing, you will actually get to a place where you feel a bit more comfortable making that money, supporting yourself and fulfilling those needs, but also mm, thriving. That. Um, yeah. that was the long answer. No, no, but that was good. I think everything, I completely agree with everything you said. It was spot on and very practical. Um, I think as well, like with skills, like doing hair or doing nails and stuff, you can practice on yourself as mm-hmm, well. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's something that people are constantly looking for. Like when I wanted to gain financial yeah. independence from my family, hair was one of the biggest things I lent into because it was like, I can get money tomorrow right. if I wanted to. As long as somebody needs something done, I can fulfill that need. But I think it's also looking at what like is around you and what's in your hands like what skills and talents you have naturally already that you could you know put out there and Mm. see if people have need for it are you a very organized person are you someone who especially if you've done a lot of volunteering and you've learned things through like helping at your mom's school I don't know what kind of volunteering you've done but if it was tutoring charge other people to tutor their kids or like whatever it is whatever skills you've picked up or are innate to you see if you can monetize them in some way. And when you start, even if it's in a little way, like I would charge people chicken change to do their hair when I first started. Cause I knew that I only needed money to like, you know, I just needed small chop money, you know, mm. but when I when my needs became <laughs> increased, it was like, ah, the money is yesterday's price, not today's price. Mm. But um, knowing that though, that initial capital which you get by you know exchanging a skill maybe even selling some things that you have I know it sounds crazy but like if you just need small small money to buy things like your deodorants or lotions and stuff just so you start getting that feeling of independence um that may be great but also know that the money you make where's it going to you know Mm. you don't just want to make money and then spend it and then have to go back to your parents because you were you know frivolous with your finances as well I think you also need to have a bit of a plan um and also you're so close to graduating as well it may be good having a conversation with your parents which is you know I do need a little bit of financial support till I graduate and once I graduate um I know the job market is a little bit pants right now but you can be a bit more aggressive about finding those paid gigs or ways that you can make money whether it's through a full-time job which you're pursuing through your degree or um different like ad hoc things gig economy stuff like that um opportunities that come forth but you'll have more time because you'll actually be a graduate Mm -hmm. and one thing I do want to say is as much as this situation may be very very stressful and you're like oh I want independence there is a time and a season for everything and this may be your season to lean into on your parents a bit more as much as it may feel like they're being difficult Mm -hmm. up until this point you still have actually been provided for and as long as you can hold yourself down kind of, or they can hold you down till you've graduated and you have a bit more time, it may be your season to be a little bit more financially dependent and then kind of really strategize about how you're going to launch your financial independence and what that means to you and what it looks like and how it's going to be feasible. But 
one thing I want to say is don't be too stressed out. Mm -hmm. Money is very, very stressful. And you're in your third year of university. It may be your final year. You may be having a few more years ahead of you, but that in itself is a whole bunch of stress. And so as much as you may be like, oh my God, I need to make money tomorrow. Girl, don't have yourself, you know, anxious, rolling around in bed thinking, where am I going to get next? You've got food in your mouth, you've got clothes on your back and you've got Mm -hmm. your necessities and you're in school, right? Mm -hmm. As much as your parents may be being difficult, maybe this is all you need right now. And you need to figure out how can I now find extra money for the extra things I need Mm. to do. But I would also want you to reframe your perspective a little bit, just so you're not putting too much pressure on yourself in a time where there may already be an elevated amount of pressure on you. Mm. Um, In terms of conversations with parents, I've heard that same thing. Like I don't have money to give you and it's like, but you just bought new shoes. So let's be serious. Um, Be freaking for real. And it can be very, very hurtful. But um, also understand that our parents, they all have their own different personalities. Um, but also they're working with their own financial constraints and i think if your parents are making you know the snide comments which are you need to go and get a job they also should not be upset when you don't have time to do voluntary Mm. stuff for them Mm -hmm. so making it clear to them that like it's one or the other i either need to get a job or you need to up your financial support of me please um and letting them know that you also have a game plan like you know once i graduate this is what making um my own finances looks like and this is my plan ahead of uh, this is the plan ahead of me right um and that may also give them confidence to know that you won't be you know you won't be dependent on them forever mm. and hopefully that even scares them mm. a little bit um but yeah financial independence is glad that it's good that you're aspiring for it um but don't allow it to kind of cripple you with anxiety around any of that but i hope also that your parents aren't stressing you out to the point where you're also anxious of not having enough because if that is the case then see if there are any don't know what kind of school you go to but see if there are any kind of financial aid or financial relief available to students that you can maybe have access to because you're not working um and maybe your parents just don't have the capacity to give you those provisions Mm. and so it may be worth just seeing are there grants are there um, bursaries are there you know student aid what can it look like Um, and see yeah financially what can you make work and also knowing how much you actually need how much you want to make because it's different to like what Lamonday did where it's like I'm intentionally building wealth and also and that's different from I need money to just cover some basic things or my maintenance or da, 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 da. so I think it's also knowing how much are you striving to make and what is it for is it to save is it to invest is it to just you know maintain your upkeep all of which is very valid and great and admirable and so definitely figure out how much you need and now think about what avenues can you go about getting them as Renee mentioned so yes yeah, sis finances can be hard especially when you're young when you're 20 mm. my biggest advice is find a skill literally anything like if you're listening to us i'm gonna assume you have a phone girl listen or you have a laptop learn something to do with content learn Mm. something to do with um digital software learn how to use google sheets that's free like use loads of youtube tutorials to teach yourself a skill um leverage all the things that are basically free be a social media manager whatever it is like that you can do just think very innovatively about a skill and start charging someone who needs it um so that you can kind of get your feet off the ground a little bit with that so yeah sis we hope that this is helpful sisters we would love to hear your advice as well we're sure that she's not the only person going through this or who has gone through this so if this is something that you resonate with or have some wisdom about please drop a comment down below here on youtube and on spotify as well if you were listening there so that we can get you know a plethora of knowledge 
coming at this situation. So yes, sisters, if you ever want to send us a dilemma, you can send it to dilemmas at twomysisters.com and we'll get to that at some point. So without further ado, let's get into the conversation, which segues like this whole dilemma really helps because I think financial independence is something that's so important, um, but it can be hard. It It can be really hard to transition into unless you've had a really traumatic childhood where it's like you've been fending for yourself Mm. from the dawn of time. Mm. Most of us are kind of like, oh, I want to start maybe like during our late teen years is when our minds switch on like, I need to be making my own money now. But that being said, a lot of young girls I've been finding like my cousins and stuff, hustlers from young right, right they're like nah we want our own money that 10 15 pounds we get in a week for school lunch not it's not enough ah that's even higher the pressure the pressure is real um and so let's i wanted us to have a conversation about our experiences with money mm-hmm. and how we've approached um different things that come with your financial journey right the first of which is making money actually <laughs> making it to be able to do things with it Child. it's tough do you remember that meme? I, I think I said this to you like a couple of days ago, that meme of like that lady sat on the sofa yeah. and she's tired. Yeah. I think a lot of us have that uh, attitude towards making money right now, especially in today's economy, yeah. cost of living crisis, inflation. It's like, how do I make enough money to sustain myself, my needs? Facts. And then also how do I, th- there's like a sustenance amount of money. And then there's the, I like experience. Yeah. I like like other things, like you nice know, things. chop money. How do I make chop money? Yeah. I think when it comes to making money, it very much depends on the stage. Well, it doesn't depend on the stage you're at, but you will encounter different uh, challenges depending Mm. on the stage that you're at when it comes to making money. I remember, you know, when I was growing up, the very first paid job that I had, oh my gosh, was so funny. It was, I worked at a call center. Mm. And I left in like three, four weeks mm. because it was actually high key problematic. High key. Pro- I'll tell that story another time or perhaps a little That's bit later. Um, and then actually having to do a lot of like odd jobs to make ends meet because yeah. I definitely was of the, um, what do you call it? The culture where like my parents could only give me a certain amount mm. per week to cover lunch and stuff like that. And there were things that I desired and things that I wanted. So I found myself doing odd jobs, working as a barista. I worked in a library cause I loved reading. Um, and I think a lot of people also go through that phase mm. of trying to make money, right? It's the doing the odd jobs just to cover sustenance, mm. cover maintenance. And I don't think that we should shy away from that. I think yeah. sometimes there's a lot of like pressure to get into the career and nah. the profession to make money um, and not recognizing that these odd jobs in of themselves can often be great careers and great yeah. lu- lucrative opportunities. Um, and as you were saying earlier, actually, in answering the dilemma, finding a skill that you can monetize will, when I say serve you well, well into the future, it will serve you well. Um, my like key skill that I like started monetizing was writing and research. I loved writing. I wrote so much of a kid, mm. but turning that skill into something that could be monetized, becoming a content writer, mm. a copywriter, doing the odd jobs at the beginning of my career as a writer, which then paved the way for an actual career in writing and mm. research. Um, so the first thing that I would say in terms of making money don't shy away from the odd jobs and don't think that you're like too above it, but also like it's a shameful thing to do. Mm. Cause I think there's also a lot of sh- like unnecessary or undue shame yeah. attached um, to doing like odd jobs or yeah. jobs that don't perfectly align with the career that you may have for yourself. Um, even like entrepreneurs, even people that are like 10 years into the game, they will still be doing odd jobs. Mm-hmm. They will still be, you know, trying to make ends meet or mm-hmm. trying to, um, 
do things that are not necessarily in direct alignment with their career or some of their kind of like natural like skills or whatever. Um, and it makes money and it teaches you something. It exactly. really teaches you how to make ends meet. That in of itself is a skill mm. um, and how to produce in unfavorable circumstances. And I think that's so, so necessary when it comes to making money. Um, and then there's the whole making money in a profession slash career that might be a bit more aligned to mm. the work that you want to do. Um, the different options being self-employment, the different um, another option being working a nine to five. Um, and a lot of us will approach this point, especially post um, university. If you decide to go to university, there's also apprenticeship mm-hmm. um, and other options. Um, but around that like 18, 19, 20 cusp of teenage years into early 20s where everybody is now an early you know, professional, yeah. early working professional. Yeah. And I think even with that, um, actively seeking opportunities to grow because a lot of us are starting salaries at that point unless you're in like investment banking or like specific tech roles I think there's also a reckoning that comes with I may not be making the amount of money that I want to make right now Mm. but I'm taking intentional steps towards doing that by starting off at the beginning of the ladder Um, so even that right adjusting some of your expectations in the beginning of your working career life um, and not putting too much pressure on yourself to be completely self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Like I love what you were saying earlier around if you can depend on your parents, depend be on a dependent. your parents. Pe- be a dependent. You are still a child. Be a they dependent. Still, do you know what I mean? Even if you're an adult and you can be a dependent, be a dependent. You know what it even reminds me of? You know those uh, memes of people that when they go to their parents' house, they go with like grocery bags. Yeah, and I do Absolutely. that all the time. Be a dependent Absolutely. till adulthood. Till your parents say you can't anymore. Like honestly life is tough enough it's long. and if your parents if you're graced to still have your parents around or just guardians or people who are willing to help you are oh, take advantage of Do it you know? not in an exploitative way but in the fact that like being a dependent there is absolutely no shame about it <laughs> if you are in your 30s and you need to go and live back home and you will be allowed to live back home go back home Do it. and feel no shame feel actual joy in fact <laughs> and no, no no feel joy and actually reframe feel gratitude for the fact that there's someone who is willing to be like, no, I will support you. That's okay. I will support you whilst you're figuring this out. We actually give God thanks that that is even possible. And you should take the, like when I say take advantage of it, I think there's also a lot of like, like recently, but also it's something that has existed where it's like, oh, you get to a certain age, you should be living by yourself or living out of your, you know, your um, parents' house. You should be completely financially um, self-sufficient. But the people that are often, like a lot of folks that I know that are extremely wealthy, they had the support of parents or carers or folks that were willing to support them um, for a considerably long amount of time post that 18 I'm an adult so if you can depend on your caregivers or depend on somebody that's actually okay if you want a sugar daddy or not that's your business but thinking about your primary caregivers if you can afford to be dependent on them especially during that transition time of Mm -hmm. you like moving into a new career or like moving in between roles Mm -hmm. or jobs or whatever leverage that to your advantage because I tell you like that window of opportunity comes and that window of opportunity will go. So yeah. leverage it as much as you, you know, you possibly can. And then the last thing that I'll say um, around kind of like making that just initially making money is get creative. Mm-hmm. Like making money doesn't have to be limited to the traditional means of like mm-hmm. getting a nine to five that pays well, a negotiating salary. It doesn't even have to be limited to just like 
I guess, self-employment in a way, there's really creative ways that you can make money, whether it be like short-term contracts, whether it be um, taking a a specific season out to like really learn a particular skill and then monetize, whether it be monetizing an audience, like actively actually spending time to understand the ways in which you can make Mm -hmm. money can be so so useful because Mm -hmm. there's a lot more ways to invest in your money there's a lot more ways to make money than people would traditionally think and then once you've ascertained the ways to make money it's about sequencing right what makes sense to pursue first so it may be that I pursued a nine to five and then I freelance on the side it may be that I actually start off with freelancing and then I work my way off into a longer term contract it may be that I take a couple of like odd jobs here and then there's a season where I work really really hard and then take like two months off at the Mm. end of the year so I would say when it comes to making money get creative really like try to understand the different mechanisms and ways that you can actually make money leverage the people that are um, examples in your network this is where social media can actually be so so great because you can learn from other people like you can make money in so many interesting and different ways mm-hmm. um, and then sequence it, test things out, see what works for you. Um, that's what I would say. But Courtney, that's I would love to hear what you would say, especially given your career journey. My career journey. Talk to us about making money, Miss Ontarapanoa. Your girl has been Straight making money out. since she was 14 I'm years old. Ah. Said, oh my Crazy life, stuff. I've been making I've been GBP. Making Come on dollar. now. Hello. Um, so <laughs> that is funny. So one of the first, things I kind of one of the first lessons I learned about money well key lessons I learned about money was obviously from my parents one be very hard working I come from two very hard both of us come from very hard working parents but also that having your own money (laughs) is oh chef's kiss the freedom you must having your own cash dollar and I think my my parents have always been the type to be like we're not afraid of you having your own money yeah and we will support you but also go outside and do your own thing. Um, And I think it's just cultivating, especially from my mom. It's like, I want you to have a sense of independence Mm -hmm. and knowing that you can make something on your own. The second biggest money lesson that I learned was from my auntie. My auntie is a hairdresser and she has been for over 20 years. And she said like, Courtney, you're so smart and it's great. And I can't wait for you to get your first job, but always have a skill that's always in demand. Mm. And when she said that, she said that to me when I was like 13 years old. And she was like, would you like me to teach you to do hair? Now at that time I was like, girl, get away from me with that rubbish. I don't want to do that. I'm going to be like a corporate girly. Mm -hmm. And then she decided she was going to stop doing my own hair at some point. And that forced me to have to learn. So (laughs) I decided to like use YouTube videos. And to be honest, I was really into like hair tutorials and stuff anyway. And that's when I learned how to make wigs, do weaves and do braids. And like, I would practice on myself, practice on my younger sister. And literally when I say have a skill that is in demand, when you're, especially if you could do it with your hands, but I guess we're also living in a digital age and I'll talk about that later. Mm. But whatever you can do, that is a skill that will constantly be necessary. Yep. You will never lack money. Let me be very, very mm. real with you. Even in situations like throughout my life where it's like, oh, funds are running a bit low. Give me five working days. I will turn my story around uh, because of that one glory. skill I have. Do you know what I mean? Glory. Like just because of that one skill I have, because it doesn't necessarily require too much networking. Right. It's more so like I have everyone around me who needs this skill. And one thing about hair is 
everybody gonna need their everyone's going to need it even and and also like it's not too much investment from me to do someone's hair this is not me encouraging everyone to go be a hairdresser because genuinely let me tell you not all of you will be blessed to do it a little bit it's a skill you know creativity (laughs) but (laughs) she said the lord has blessed the work of my hands for real but even like even like something like um writing as you were describing or like I want you have to find those and this is why we need to like <laughs> stop glamorizing oh my gosh be an influencer stuff like that no. like become an electrician like at and even if it's not your main gig learn a skill like mm. i cannot emphasize it enough and it's something that like i really want to instill in my children like have learn a trade no learn a trade or learn one thing because no matter what is happening economically mm-hmm these things will often be needed. Do you get what I mean? And so if you have that as a full save, literally no matter what transition people, um, no matter what transition period you're in or what season you're in, there's always at least going to be a way for you to at least have food. Mm -hmm. Do you get what I mean? Or to be able to pay for shelter. Um, And that for me has just been, that was one of the biggest like, it, I can't even put a price on that advice that my auntie gave me. So I started doing hair, started working in a salon when I was 16. I was making like a thousand pounds a month. Ah, oh, life was great. And then went to uni and was kind of like, oh, I'm not going to do this hair thing anymore. And as much as like uni was great, I found that everything else I was doing outside of uni was actually more fulfilling to me than mm. my actual degree. And so I started like work, working as an intern in like business development at a hair company because of my experience in hair. And then that kind of took off like, oh, I actually really like this business thing. I could do this. Um, and then I also started creating like videos and content online. And again, that was another skill, which was like, actually being a content creator isn't something that I can just do surrounding my personal brand. Yeah. And this is something that I leverage now and has allowed me to build all the things I've built since. It's like actually being a content creator has taught me so many skills. And that's why I love what you were emphasizing before around like small gigs and stuff. Mm. I think what people downplay hugely is how many skills it teaches you. And when you really analyze and give yourself props to what it is you're doing as a barista or what it is you're doing as a tutor, whatever it is, Mm. you then realize that, ah, there's actually so many lucrative skills that I've picked up and have like really sharpened. And so for me as a hairdresser, I had done things like, I had managed relationships, boy, customer service. I had learned the hard way, mm-hmm, pricing mm-hmm. yourself, branding yourself, um, obviously getting better at a skill and selling people a product and competing in a, quite a saturated market. But then as I had explored content creation, I had learned things. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. 
like brand strategy and like creative direction as well as making relationships networking brand partnership management like um yeah like actual partnership management all of this stuff was like oh i'm doing this and i'm 20 okay cool and this is making money ah who needs a big girl corporate job let's hustle our way to the riches so yeah when i graduated not the cinderella of hair yeah why not um i started a hair company versus like taking a corporate job offer and yeah that's how i started to make my money she made six figures guys i saved a lot of that sorry because i was living at home again mm-hmm. be independent 100%. Um, and that's what paid for me to travel the world yeah and now i'm here building things yay but also i think that entrepreneur culture cultivating that entrepreneurial spirit right from a young age was helpful because it also lent into um my skills like my innate kind of skills and i think that's another thing when it comes to making money like it requires a lot of Mm self-awareness not only around the skills that you possess and what you're good at but also what is your personality type like i could do hairdressing and something that required so much like intimate um proximity to people and interaction sorry because i am a bit of an extrovert do you know i mean but if that's not you oh baby girl just make looks in your bedroom do you get what i mean um but also it's finding how can you tailor something to fit your personality style so that you don't fall out of love with it or burn out or feel Mm. like you're being pushed too far Mm. because i know that that kind of life of like e-commerce um even freelancing now being self-employed it's not for everyone and so i also think figuring out your money journey and your strategy towards making money is yeah. hugely dependent on what kind of life do you actually want to live mm. and what type of person are you? And you have to answer those questions to yourself quite honestly, but also quite early on in that journey That's as you're true. planning to make money. Um, but yeah, since I've been self-employed since I graduated from uni, so I've been self-employed for five years and your girl's been leveraging the skills that I've been making and also the network that I have because I have a personal brand and because Mm. I am a creator um and creation has been amazing because I don't again I don't have to just create for myself I can create for other people and so now it's like these skills that I have have lent into building a digital community building multiple digital communities and now helping people do the same where they can build a lucrative business and a career out of what it is that they do Um, and what I've seen be really beneficial from the content creation space is you can make money as you learn and as you get better Um, but also equally it's risky entrepreneurship is risky no biggest man thing it's risky and so i would say to anyone in general always have a plan a b and c and as much as people say no like really bet on yourself and put your your plan on listen one thing that has really done me well over the last 10 years of making money have multiple streams of income Mm. That little 10 pounds here, 20 pounds here, 100 pounds there, 1,000 pounds there, then your main paycheck, that grant, that bursary, that whatever, it all makes such a big difference. Mm. And if you can cultivate having, this is why we're multifaceted babes, right? Like we've really um, honed in on, I can have multiple skills. All of those skills individually can be monetized, but when combined, they actually make me a very elite in high demand leader of something mm-hmm. or an a very effective entrepreneur as well and so i think it's also like you're saying about sequencing it's what is the most optimal 
version of me, right? Like what is the highest level of me professionally? What do I see myself doing? Is it being an entrepreneur? Is it being a CEO? Is it being a chairwoman? Is it whatever it is, right? What is that um, North Star for mm-hmm. my career? And what are the skills and attributes that actually make up that person? And what can I do to hone in on each skill? Because I also think with the whole, you have to think about this strategically with the whole gig economy, it will allow you to do things which allow you to learn something which contribute to that bigger picture so that you don't feel like you're wasting your time because oftentimes like the whole freelance thing is painted as oh you're wasting your time you should just focus on your main career but actually see it as you're gathering infinity stones like Mm. you're actually learning this from here learning this from that and in 10 15 20 years and I think this is another way we have to reframe our money journeys um in 10 15 20 years you'll be the optimal version of you because of all these little experiences which make up a much better um well more cultured picture but I think we need to stop thinking about money as a instant gratification thing Mm. even though you do have present needs and you should make sure that those present needs are covered when it comes to money I think it's important for us to think long term and long game as well And that brings me on to the next part of this conversation, which is managing money. What are some of the biggest lessons you've learned about managing money? Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah. Managing money. Yeah. Budgeting, saving, spending, whatever. Um, I think the first thing is I'm going to. I'm going to start with probably the less popular um, lessons on managing money or the more like frivolous things, which is there can be a budget for enjoyment. And I'm oh, starting with this, not not frivolous, but yeah. like when you hear, oh, how do you manage money? The first advice that people give is like, oh, you have to save. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of women listening to this podcast already understand the importance of saving. Yeah. They probably already understand the importance of having long-term goals and like longevity. But I'm probably speaking to a subset of women that may have come from a scarcity um, background, scarcity mindset, and actually feel uncomfortable spending money on themselves, mm. um, that there can be a budget for fun and there can be a budget for experiences and yeah. rest. And these things are actually important and need to be accounted yeah. for. Um, so the first thing that I would say is account for the things that you actually enjoy mm. and include it in your list of like expenses or things that you're actually working towards. Because mm. as much as you can save um, or work towards having the house or the car or whatever, these assets are often given life by the experiences and the things that bring us joy so include joy as part of your budget and part of your expenses um will you always be able to enjoy the limits of your joy probably not Mm. um especially if you're somebody that likes like a lot of like holidays or like you i'm talking about myself here i love holidays i love me you know going to really nice places Mm. um or there's certain things that you like that are a bit more luck luxury in terms of like spending expenditure you may not always be in a position to afford these things you Mm -hmm. can aspire towards it and work towards i'm definitely not saying it's possible Mm -hmm. but oftentimes money can often come in ebbs and flows which means that it can be difficult to sustain a specific lifestyle or sustain a particular level of like expenses and joy and that will need to be accounted for Mm -hmm. so the first thing i would say is actually account for your joy and account for your expenses um because that's actually important in life yeah And then secondly, I will say, actually have 
short, medium and long-term goals. So like you were saying, a lot of people see money as like instant gratification yeah. or um, a lot of people may see money as something to just be saved, saved, yeah. saved, you know, till infinity, till the end of time. And then I'll buy my house in like 10 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you actually need a mix of both goals in yeah. order to lead a truly fulfilling life. So there may be short-term uh, money goals that you have um, or short-term like bills that you have to pay, yeah. right? Um, you may want to move out in the next six to 12 months. That means that you actually have to consciously save or earn towards that particular goal. That's a relatively short to medium term goal. You may also have desires to buy a house. You may be at the beginning of that journey, which means that it will take you maybe a couple of years to save up for that house deposit. That's a more long-term goal, but it's possible for these two things to coexist. Mm. It just requires you to firstly identify them and then secondly, actively work towards them and then also identify which incomes are actually going to go towards those particular pots. So if you are, you know, a nine to five girly, that's also like freelancing on the side or doing particular projects. It may be that your nine to five is going to pay for your rent in the next six to 12 months. And then you're freelancing. All of that is going to go towards buying the house. Yeah. That's just an example. It can literally be anything. anything. Um, so that's definitely a great kind of money management um, lesson that I have, I have learned. Um, I would also say, don't be afraid to spend money. Again, I come from a culture where saving was big, like trying Mm. to save as much as possible, especially because money was scarce. Mm. But in order to make money, you often have to spend money. So seeing it more like spending money more as an investment as opposed to an just an expenditure there's so many different ways that you can invest that money right there's obviously the classic ah become an investor invest in like stocks and shares and you know Mm. um you know you can invest in like companies Mm. as well like actually do things like angel investing or like invest through a fund those are all like ways that you can invest in the more um financial slash private equity Mm -hmm. um, space. But then there's other ways that you can invest too. Like Mm -hmm. if you are learning a skill, you can actually invest in getting better at your skill so that in the long term, you actually make more money. So take care, for example, Courtney could easily like invest in a course where she'll be able to learn more about some of the finer details around like hair braiding or even um, distribution or like marketing. So actually investing money and refining the craft that makes you money is a really, really good tip and something that I've learned Um, along the way in terms of managing money another lesson learn your taxes Mm -hmm. do your and do your taxes Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. those taxes yeah but also learn tax efficiency exactly like learn tax efficiency because i think there's also ways that you can be more efficient 100 percent you spend your money exactly but also also the way your money is taken exactly um and and allocated in terms of taxes and other like repayments um and I think that's really interesting because a lot of us are taught that there's only one way to do things, especially yeah. when it comes to money. Um, we're taught that like, like you were saying about saving, because similarly, I came from a place where it's like, oh no, like save the majority of what you have. And it's like, actually, there is a different system to do things which may be more effective. Yeah. And it's the same with taxes, right? We're all taught you have to pay this amount of tax or you have to pay this or you have to do it this way. And it, that's just how it goes. Yeah. No, most of the people who have actually built wealth have actually said no to a lot of the systems. Now, I'm not encouraging tax evasion. Mm. I'm not encouraging anything criminal. Why I'm saying there is tax efficiency, especially the more you earn, 
is one of the most amazing skills which you can have um, and just knowledge that you can have to also make sure that you don't get in trouble. Yeah. Yep, um, yep. So that you're doing things efficiently and not illegally. There's a big difference. Yeah. So I'll definitely learn. The, obviously, it depends on what you get into, but it's always a good thing to learn more about like yeah. tax, tax efficient fees, actually learning the systems in which you operate. Yeah. Because oftentimes we kind of like make money and then we actually don't understand the like systems that yeah, we're actually yeah, engaging with. Money. Um, Sorry, but, I wanted to add to that quickly. Yeah. Especially if you're someone who is doing the freelance and nine to five thing, um, you need to now know a lot more about tax because your tax is not just going to be handled by your employer, employment taxes, but not your freelance money. And that's how a lot of people then find themselves in like, I don't know if you guys have read Patricia Bright's book or just heard her story, um, The Break, where she talks about how she got hit by a massive tax bill. And I've heard this story recurringly as well from different people, especially women who are like, I was, you know, minding my business, living my best life, looking at my bank account. And then I got hit with a 30K, 60K tax bill um on the money i was making outside of my main job so the more you learn about money the safer you can also feel Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that in terms of like managing money another thing that i would say is like speak to people about money yes i think a lot of us just don't talk about money enough um beyond kind of oh yeah i'm making x amount at this year and it's like no actually having conversations around money so for example, if you are a nine to five girly, actually having conversations around salary, salary yeah. negotiation tactics, um, what is, you know, an appropriate band or like figure for the role that you're applying for. Yeah. And as somebody that is like, definitely engage with a lot of like recruitment and like HR folks in the past there's a lot of people that are undercut for their salaries because they don't know how much they are worth or how to pitch themselves so I would definitely recommend like in terms of like professional professional networks and leveraging them best talk to your friends about money and then you also get to learn if you're a freelancer for example how to price yourself how to position yourself um, how much money you can expect to be making for a particular service Mm -hmm. Um, I remember like when I first started like writing or like freelancing the amount that I was like charging versus the amount that I'd be charging like around now night and day Mm -hmm. and I can definitely attest to the fact that I had a whole bunch of like mentors but Mm -hmm. also friends in the industry that kind of told me yeah Renee you need to bump up your prices Mm -hmm. or you need to think about this in a different way Mm -hmm. in terms of being able to provide the value of your service but equally actually attain value from that service too so make sure that you actually have a network of people that you can speak to about money like i know that's we've spoken about evil eye on this podcast before child if you keep on holding your pearls clutched to your chest then those pearls will never grow and you'll never amass more so if you're an entrepreneur get into communities with entrepreneurs there's a whole bunch of like professional networks that you can be a part of in terms of those kind of conversations you don't have to do this in isolation and build by yourself especially when it comes to um, managing money if you are a nine-to-five girly then actually have conversations with other people that are working in corporate spaces especially if you are like applying for something else or thinking about career pivot or all of that kind of stuff have those discussions within those communities Mm. and that's why like community is so important obviously we harp on about it again and again on to my sisters but community is really important because it actually gives you a benchmark and a framework of reference when you are out there trying to pitch yourself negotiate you're trying to get the best out of a particular deal and it was only when I started talking actively about money Mm. that I realized okay cool I may not be making the amount that I want to, or like I may want to think a bit more um, 
strategically or efficiently about money. And uh, a really great person that does this is um, Hayley, actually. Yeah. We went to her event, fantastic, yes. excellent event um, on public speaking, her public yeah. speaking masterclass. So shout out to Hayley. And she was basically just talking to us about the importance of pricing, talking about money, yeah. um, understanding the value that you carry and being able to articulate that value yeah. and how important it is to be able to have a community where you can do that yeah. in safety so that when you do step into those doors that have been laid out for you you feel comfortable um calm and you actually own this space so it's really really important that you gather yourself around people to make that a possibility um but yeah that's what i would definitely that's good and i i agree with everything you said i think when it comes to managing money as well like don't be afraid to outline how much it is that you need um, for the lifestyle that you want, right? Yeah, yeah. But know that when you're confronted with that number, you now need to be strategic about how you're going to go after it. Mm. And one of the biggest things that I tell myself when it comes to money is numbers don't lie. Yeah. When you create that spreadsheet or you create that budgeting plan or whatever that says this is how much you need to make, you need to make sure everything checks and balances. If you are not making enough to afford the lifestyle, you either have to make more or you've got to change the lifestyle. And I think that that's one of the hardest things about our generation and the time we're living in now, where it's like actually the lifestyles which we may have assumed to be normal or now are so have normalized mm. are actually way out of a lot of people's budgets. And I think we need to be more honest with ourselves about like, what is necessary, um, what is a luxury and what is just a desire. Um, and desires and luxuries are good and they should be accounted for. I completely agree. And I think we shouldn't be afraid to include those things in our budget, but also we should know where our starting point is and what are we going to do to make sure we can now afford our desires and our luxuries. But a lot of us don't know what, how to differentiate a desire, a luxury and a necessity anymore because the timeline and social media is telling us that a lot of luxuries are now necessities. Um, especially if you're trying to keep up with the Joneses or you know keep up that image and feel like you're doing well yeah I would say detach your feelings of self-worth from your money now feelings of comfort feelings of security I don't know if we can detach that from from our money and our bank balance um but one thing I will say is when it comes to self-esteem image confidence um those things should be detached from your bank balance mm. and self-worth in particular um, because a lot of us kind of think, oh, I don't have enough, so I'm not enough. And it's like, no, maybe there are some things, yeah, you could strengthen about your, your skills and your capacity, but also manage what it is that you do have and another like old adage that i live by is cut your coat according to your size like you don't have to keep up with everyone or anyone you are on your own financial journey and you should outline for yourself what does financial success look like another person i love and has been a part of my um financial journey so far has been the humble penny mm. and they talk about this concept of financial Shout joy out to ken and mary yeah we absolutely love you guys they're going to be at our live show as well not as guests but well as guests yeah in the audience but um they talk about financial joy and how um in their financial joy academy they are encouraging people to figure out what financial joy is to them mm. it's not necessarily about being you know elon musk and having all the money in the world actually joy can come at any price you set the price for what it is. You determine what it is joy looks like and how much that requires. And oftentimes it's actually less than we think. Um, A lot of us have fallen into the trap and believe the deception that is the more we have, the more happy we will be. But studies countlessly have shown that like, no, actually once you reach a certain threshold, 
your finances don't really bear that much on your happiness. Making more doesn't necessarily make you more happy. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been shocked to like read certain studies and then being like, oh, that for most people is about 60, 70 K. They get to 60, 70 K and they're like, oh yeah, so okay, nice. cool. Yeah, I'm good. And I do think a lot of us have this warped perception that we need to be making the six, seven, eight figures in order to be happy. And this is not me telling you to reduce your expectations or your goals, but it is to say, is that necessarily what happiness is Mm. for you? And have you thought about it? Have you broken down the numbers enough to think about how much your dream life will actually cost? And when you do, uh, it might not actually be, you know, the astronomical amounts of of, um, money, and that's fine. Um, I'd say those are the biggest like money management lessons that I've learned. Um, and then the next thing I wanted to talk about was investing and like creating your financial plan for the future. Because yeah. I also think we're in a phase in our lives being, you know, in our 20s and 30s where money is kind of like, I'm getting on my feet, you know, I'm just trying to survive. I'm trying to afford nice things. Um, I'm just trying to be stable in some ways but true financial wealth building and like growth kind of happens aggressively most times for most of us later in our lives Mm -hmm. and I think that preparation can start now especially like in your late 20s so what are some of the biggest lessons that you are implementing learning about investing but also like your financial future yeah the first thing I'll say is just to caveat we are not financial advisors so please do not come to us um with any kind of like in-depth you need to go to a financial advisor and actually invest in actually you know financial education and financial literacy you should probably just go and find financial advisors (laughs) as it pertains to your own financial journey because we are not financial advisors we can give you advice but we are not financial advisors we are learning as we go you're learning with us okay Mm -hmm. just in case anybody comes for us Mm -hmm. um but yeah what i'm learning about investing wealth building all that kind of stuff um I think the first thing is the importance of actually learning and continuing that lifelong process of yeah. learning. Um, because when it comes to making money, because there's so many avenues that you can make money and so many um, areas for aggressive wealth building, sometimes it can be either underwhelming in that you actually like don't know enough or overwhelming in that there's so many options mm-hmm. and opportunities. Um, so actually learning about like individual um financial like areas um as well as more holistic and systemic financial areas so for those that may be interested like again the whole investment in stocks and bonds Mm. um investment in private equity um the more kind of quote-unquote riskier means in which you might invest because it actually depends on you backing an institution or backing a product as opposed to being the source of um creation or generation yourself um learning more about it because at some stage in the future that might be something that you may be able to pour resources into or something that you may be interested in um so actually prioritizing learning about money is really really important especially because for a lot of us we actually didn't get that financial education in school um in that particular way so learn about money how to use money how to make money tax efficient fees like um careers that kind of stuff learning about how to make money and like removing the shame around making money and investing money is really really important um also like taking the expertise from like other people as well like people within your network having mentors there are people like some of my mentors their tax brackets are insane crazy i just some of the i will never forget one of my absolute favorite mentors i will not name him but i really do love him to death um and he's american and the one thing about i love about americans Mm. is they just be out here Mm. 
they just be out here yeah. they don't they they have a certain level of carelessness yeah. like they just carefreeness rather carefreeness, yeah. um that i think the brits could really learn from and i remember calling my mentor one day i was like you know how you're how you doing we haven't spoken in like x amount of weeks i know you're on holiday and he's like you know um renee as i look out across this acre of land amidst my many acres of land, um, golfing with my grandchildren. Mm. You know, I'm just reminded about the beauty of life. Mm. And I'm like, why wouldn't you be reminded about the beauty <laughs> of life? Look at this yeah. uh, 60, 70 acres of land that you own. And actually being around and surrounding yourself with people that you actually aspire to yeah. financially is really helpful. Yeah. And, like that may actually take time in terms of like building those relationships, of course, but that in of itself is an investment yeah. spending time with people that are close enough to the career trajectories that you want that are close enough to the financial aspirations that you have just because they really demonstrate what is possible yeah. um it may be obviously we've got a whole bunch of like influencers that we follow that are super super inspirational like patricia bright being a yeah. great example someone like grace beverly even being um the classic examples but actually surrounding yourself with people um that have invested their money that mm. have made money that show you that it's possible um because that representation it just does something for your spirit yeah. and it also allows you to learn as they go because they're still continuing on that journey yeah. to get to the top um so i definitely say learn spend mm. some time with those people and then also experiment mm -hmm. i think sometimes we when it comes to like making money and then invest in money mm. we often give ourselves a target of i'm gonna make like 10 20k and then invest mm. and then it's all gonna be fine and i'm gonna get a great financial return start where you are with what you have yeah. so even if it is invest in the 10 pounds or even save in the 10 pounds start small yeah. um i read a stat like ages ago that was talking about how i think it's maybe like 40 percent. don't quote me but maybe like 40 percent of adults have like less than 1k yeah, in savings um it's really important to start with the small stuff before yeah. you move on to the big master yeah. the small in order to get mastery over the big so if it is that you want to save 20 30 40k save 300 pounds first yeah. save the 10 if it is that you want to invest 10k invest 100 pounds see yeah. where that gets you did you make money on that that's proof that's receipts and it's often from the place of like small beginnings that we can really start the snowball effect of what investments actually look like mm. um and then that will also give you the skill to be able to make money at a larger scale yeah. like these small things that you do consistently stack up right so like investing a hundred pound every month or so by the end of the year that's like what 1200 pounds yeah. that you've invested saving a hundred pounds 200 pounds 500 pounds by the end of the year you're actually stacking money yeah, yeah. so breaking down your bigger goals into smaller goals where you can actually build up receipts is really really important I would also say in terms of like investment, um, making the most of money is yeah. like finding free money where you can. Yes. Find free money where yes, you yes, can. Yes. Like we really don't talk about the fact that there's bursaries, yeah. there's grants, there's um, competitions. Mm -hmm. Like we often think of making money Funds. as like, do you know what I mean? Like okay. grafting. And yes, there is an element of graft, but leveraging opportunities can really help like catapult you in such big directions. Yeah. Um, when I went to both oxford and harvard i had bursaries yeah, i had scholarships like same money have to make but it doesn't mean you have to make it yeah. sometimes you could just take it um so if you are interested Word. in you know pursuing academia or pursuing some kind of like course is there sponsorship available for yeah. that course is there a scholarship that you can get is there a fund that you can apply to apply is yeah. there grants are there any kind of like opportunities that you can apply to where people will give you money to do what mm -hmm. you do because you in 
you are actually an investment. I remember when I was like intro, um, interviewing for my scholarship to go to Harvard and they were asking me, why should we invest in you? Mm. It wasn't even just, we're giving you free money. It's yeah. we're investing in yeah. you. Seeing yourself as an investment will allow you to attract free money. Exactly. I'm telling you, if you want to be a creator, for example, there's so many funds that are actually available for yeah. creators. Um, I remember when I joined the LinkedIn Accelerator program, that actually came with a grant to yeah. be able to create and produce that work. So did the YouTube um, Creator Fund. The YouTube Creator Fund. If you are somebody that's interested in production or like film, there are a whole bunch of just unimaginable grants that are available for you to tap into. If you are somebody that even wants to be an entrepreneur and you need that initial capital, yeah. you may not have like um, backing from your family, you can apply to a fund. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of funds, both in the UK, the US, in the localities that you may be in, tap into that free Fact. money because that in of itself is an investment. But the great thing about that investment is you don't have to pay it back. Yeah. You just have to pay it forward. Yes, um, so good. yeah, that's what I would say. A hundred percent. And I think leaning on that, paying it forward as well. Um, we might not necessarily see this as an investment strategy per se, but train yourself to give. Yeah, I think money is attracted to people and God puts money in the hands of people who will be fine to give it away and allocate it to the places he's assigning it to yep. and a lot of us are not just making money and shouldn't just be making money for ourselves but we should be doing it to be a conduit and a facilitator of something yep. some kind of impact in your community and your family in the world and if you become so tight with money and you don't know how to um, give it away your hand is also not open to receiving it mm. and so it's important for you to really learn to give and see that as an investment in some way, not necessarily yeah. one which will be reap monetary benefit for you, but actually an investment into your own soul. Yeah. A when we're talking about capitalism, a bit of soullessness occurs. Mm. Um, but also like, especially when we think um, very self-centeredly about money, we can become quite soulless in the way that we, we behave with money in general. And so learn to give to pray. Mm. really pray like money is as spiritual as anything else right um and really praying for god's favor and god's prosperity but also for god to put the right money in your hands mm. as well because sometimes we sign ourselves up to stuff because we're hungry and we lack and we want money and then we realize actually this doesn't align with my morals it doesn't align with my values and also i actually don't like this um and that can also feel like a snare in itself to the point where it takes the joy or the fun um or the gain out of the money that is received from it mm. um and so really praying for the alignment of it and realizing that actually money is not all that you need to na to navigate this world. I love mm. that you were talking about things like um, having your network and having your mentors and that's some stuff that I've greatly benefited from on my journey as well. But even with that, it's realizing that there are some things which money can't even buy, like certain connections and like the, mm. the favor of man and the favor of God, like money can't buy those things, but those things can open doors, which means that you never go hungry. Mm. You always have shelter, but also you always have joy wherever you go. Um, um, I think one thing that I've learned as well is that like people are more valuable sometimes than money. Oh yeah, 100%. Um, and people being able to bless you, host you, love you um, can be all that so sometimes that you need in a lot of situations and in a lot of seasons. Okay. And so really thinking about how can I build wealth holistically, right? Mm. And the fact that wealth isn't just money, but talking more about money, thinking about gaining and acquiring assets. And the first asset is you. You need to be an asset 
to your life and to the life of people around mm-hmm. you in order for them to see you as valuable enough to invest in you, to give you money, to give you contracts, agreements, whatever. And so work on making yourself as valuable as you can be, 100. right? Whether it's through knowledge, skill, craft, execution, whatever it is, how do I become better Mm. and that isn't just you know doing the traditional forms of education but how do you keep reading and refreshing your knowledge about your current industry and what you're doing how do you continually push yourself out of your comfort zone to demonstrate to yourself and to others that you can do more and you can do more better um and that way you're constantly upping your value um yeah just become somebody who's so valuable that your value value is undeniable and this is an intrinsic value here mm. this is marketplace value marketplace um, value and boy. learning that learning that that is important you can't just go to someone and demand for money yeah. you better prove where the value is at um, and that where the value lies in you yeah. um, as a strategic investment and that's the next thing be strategic like as you're planning your financial journey and Renee mentions this all the time when it comes to sequencing, be strategic about where you are putting your money because it doesn't take the hundreds of thousands before you can become an investor. Um, Investments can start and asset acquirement can start at any stage. Um, So yeah, just reframe the way you view value, the way you view money. um, And also always have, like you were saying, the long-term and big picture in mind because a lot of short-term and immediate decisions that we make about money sometimes do not aid the big picture they are they completely well, counterintuitive they don't age well. um, and they are self-sabotaging or sabotaging in general for where it is mm. you want to see yourself in the future so have that big picture in mind are you mm. somebody who's like actually i want to be philanthropic then learn how to give now it does you don't need a ten thousand pounds before you become a philanthropist mm. do you know what i mean like do you know how to give 10 pounds away if you're tight with the 10 you're going to be tight with the ten thousand. trust me and so learning where am I trying to go what behaviors that that person does that person have and how can I start demonstrating that and training myself in that from now um and it's not necessarily about being frugal it's more so about being wise just be wise make wise decision and make wise decisions um with your money and remember that money doesn't rule you and money is certainly not god there is a god and he uses money yeah you know so we hope that this help this has been helpful. It's been a helpful episode to you. Yes, we hope that you're also coming to prosperity Amen. and financial independence. Amen. We know the girlies are working hard. Some of you are Amen. tired. So we, we are relate. praying that this is actually our oh, we relate strongly. We relate big time. He's big. Yeah. Um, but no, we're really praying that the sisters that are listening into this, we really pray that this will be a time of gathering yeah. for that financial independence yes. and that this will actually be a season where you'll step into favor in that area. And that you set yourself up for the future and you walk into it happy and healthy as well. Yeah. Don't run yourself down. Bruh. Um trying to acquire a future which you're not even alive to see. So really think about this whole thing holistically um and god really bless you guys like it's it's tough out in these streets but we shall make it through um and so just focus on your front so yeah sisters we really do adore (laughs) you and love you we hope you enjoyed this episode we are like we said not financial advisors so drop any advice you have and wisdom you have um around money around wealth around trying to stay alive and survive yeah 
down in the description money saving tips how can we upskill um how can we invest and learn about investments as well how can we invest in ourselves put that down in the comments and drop it in the comments on spotify because you can do that now um and follow us across social so you can engage in more conversation at to my sisterhood literally everywhere and you can follow us both individually my lovely friend is at renee kapuku and i am at cd boating absolutely and of course if you want some more glowing and growing tips not just in the area of finance but actually in the mm. area of your soul no, um, all of it. i would suggest that you invest by signing up to the to my sisters mailing it's list www.tomysisters.com and it's also been a while since we have plugged this but betterhelp.com forward slash to my my sister's therapy that's another thing no actually for real thank you for that talk about money in therapy because like you identified the way Mm. we are raised and the family and culture we grow up in definitely impacts our relationship with money from the lessons we've learned to the things that we see as well and especially if you have we've talked i think we've talked about this before money can be traumatic growing up poverty can be traumatic poverty kills kills. kills. scarcity mindset can be carry through for the rest of your life no really matter how much you make yep. and so talk to your therapist about cash money. talk to them about GBP. money and your relationship with it because some of you are scared of it scared absolutely and some of us some of you love it too much actually yeah, you love so it. let's talk about that you love it too much so yeah don't forget to unpack your just unpack your your fears about yeah. money your concerns your issues with money in therapy and yeah. you can do the, uh, that at a discounted price yeah you really can betterhelp.com forward slash to my sister so make sure you make use of that but sisters we have come to the end like we said we pray that this will be a prosperous week for you ahead and we are sending lots of love and hopefully lots of money seeds planting money seeds money seeds money seeds even though we are not prosperity preachers you would need to listen to our other episode on that otherwise sisters we love you dearly and we'll catch you again next sunday until then keep keep glowing and and growing Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com